0: Um, I think the first step was to just create a mood board. Like I just really had to lay everything out of what maybe other brands had done, but something that hasn't been done in the Christian space before. Um, and then I had to pretty much research like where they get clothes from, but I used to work at a cosmetics company and they always went to like Alibaba to get their stuff from for like their packaging for their lipsticks. And I remember my friend was just telling me like Alibaba is great because it combines like a bunch of wholesalers in one place. It's kind of like Amazon, but for wholesalers. And I was just like, okay, let me just start with that. So I did that and I pretty much had to speak to like several other like manufacturers before I made a decision. But even before I spoke to them, I really did a lot of research on things that I enjoy from products. So I would go to, you know, Ross or I would go to Urban Outfitters and I would just fill fabrics and I would fill materials. And I would also look in my closet and see what pieces I had that I liked. So when I went to the manufacturers, I knew what to specifically ask for. And that's why I always tell people, Who are trying to start a business to really know what good quality is. Like people say, I want high quality t-shirts I'm just like what makes something high quality if you can't describe it to them you're not going to get that um to just say oh I want something that's thick it's just like you need to know fabric materials you need to know weights you need to know certain cuts because once you know that especially if you're doing cut and sew if you're just ordering blanks it's a bit different but if you're trying to do something cut and sew like what Bonasique does where we start from fabric and pattern You have to know details, but even if you are using blanks, you still should know fabrics. Um, And if you don't know, um, there's definitely books like the Fashion Business Manual, which I recommend, or even like a book called Textilepedia that can help you. And if you live in a city, you can even go to like the fabric district, like, and you could just go in there and just start touching and feeling things. Because then when you go to your manufacturer, you could say, hey, I want this to be 95% cotton, 5% spandex or I want this to be 100% Jersey cotton or Egyptian cotton or Sea Island cottons. People don't even know there's different types of cottons. They just ask for cotton and then they expect to get something good. So what I always tell people is like, you really have to know this stuff um, before you can get a manufacturer to understand what you're trying to say. Because on their end, they're just going to give you whatever's cheaper for them to give you because they want to make money too. And you're um, uneducated on what you want. So you're just going to get back whatever. Um, So I just went on there and I was very specific with what I wanted, um, the type of fabric qualities, the weights, the measurements. Um, And I gave them like a tech pack, which is a visual like representation of your pieces. And I pretty much spoke to like maybe 10 of them before I found ones that was fit for me. Like I would ask them to send me videos. I would ask them to try on the products they had. Like I was asking them all these. I was interrogating them because I was just like, I'm not going to invest in something that I personally don't think the quality is up to par. And I want to know if the quality is good before I order samples, because you still have to pay for samples, which is money wasted. So if I can just get all the details in first, that's going to help me make the next decision. So. Once I did that with about ten of them, one of the ten just really stood out to me, and I ordered samples, and it wind up being, it wind up being good. It wasn't perfect, but it was a starting point. So the quality was up to par. The things that were messed up was just in the design itself.
1: That's dope. Um, so you mentioned something. Is cheap always better in terms of fabric or?
0: You know? um, no. Well, it, well, cheap in terms of fabric, not price, right?
1: I mean, both. Like. I mean, um,
0: so the benef- yeah, So in fabric, it depends on what kind of brand you have because you always have to think about what you're going to be pricing your products at. Like, to be honest, that's really where it starts. So when you're thinking about the kind of business you want to have, you have to think of, am I trying to be like a really super affordable business? Am I trying to be mid-tier or am I trying to be high-end? So I feel like Bonasique is like in this mid-tier category. I didn't want to be, I wasn't trying to compete with Shein or Walmart or any of these places. I didn't want to be like, you know, $20 hoodies, although you could do that. So I knew the type of fabric that I would have, because you have to be able to justify your prices. I wouldn't say you can charge like $90 for a hoodie if you have like $10 quality, you know, or, you know, so you have to, if you are trying to do something that's more affordable, you have to just have the understanding that the fabric is going to reflect that. It's almost impossible to sell a hoodie for $20 and to have this super high quality experience. It just, it just doesn't add up. So you just have to decide, you know, what kind of brand you want to be. And then your products will reflect that. And most people understand that. Most people know when they're buying something that's a little inexpensive, that the quality is reflected of that. And some people don't mind. Like I know my mother says, she, like, she, like, she likes her cheap clothes. My mother tells me all the time. She's like, she likes high, high quality stuff, but sometimes she wants something fast. And if it's cheap, she doesn't mind because she just wants to wear it for the season. Yeah. Um, and some people... With seek I try to design pieces that people can have in their wardrobe for a long time. So that's why the price point is that because the, f- the fabric is anti-piling and it's really durable material. So if you buy it once, you don't have to keep rebuying it. But it depends on who your customer is and what you want to come out with as a brand. That's
1: good. So how important is product quality you know, for you?
0: For you? Super, super important because I, am a minimalist myself and if you don't know what like a minimalist is it's pretty much somebody who keeps as little items around them as possible and it could also be a mindset too but um minimalists we don't like to have like a whole closet full of clothes we'd rather have a few High quality stuff in our closet and just use those in rotation. So, when I was thinking about being a brand that's minimalistic, I had to keep that in mind. Like, it has to be high quality so that people don't have to keep rebuying, rebuying, rebuying. And then, if you are minimalist or if you're not, you feel like you paid this price, but it's justified because you can give this, you know, to somebody in your family. Like, I have people, you know, everybody uses somebody's hoodie. Like, somebody uses their boyfriend's hoodie or their brother's hoodie. Like, it's something hoodies and like, loungewear is something that gets passed around like to so so many times when you think about it so i was like if this is going to be something that's going to be an object in like that i want to make sure the quality reflects that so it's super important because i want people to have it for a long time
1: that's dope and why why did you specifically want it to be it to be a loungewear you know sweats hoodies
0: yeah so to the sweats and hoodies part there's going to be so much more that's outside of that Um, like eventually there's going to be pajamas and things like that I didn't want to do I didn't really want to do sweats and hoodies because I feel like there's a very thin line between loungewear and streetwear and now because people have asked for hoodies I came out with that but I didn't want to do that if you ever hear any of my lives i am always I don't want to put out hoodies because it's going to be called a streetwear brand I know it but people ask for it and you got to listen to the customers but I originally wanted to come out with like knitwear, like cardigans, um, like just regular tanks, that's really good quality, um, and just like blankets and stuff. And I say in the future, I want to do comforters and stuff, like other stuff that's in the loungewear category. But um, the reason why I decided to do that was because of quarantine and because everybody was home anyway, and everybody wanted something comfortable to wear. And I was just inspired by that. And I knew it was something that was in the Christian space already, but it wasn't done in the way that I liked it. Like, for example, There'll be so many Christian brands and now it's different. Ever since I came out, I I realized like there's more Christian brands like coming up, but there will be like a brand that just had t-shirts and hoodies, but they will never have joggers. They would never have like a sweater dress. Like I have a hoodie dress. I have sweatshorts. They would never have other stuff. It would just be a t-shirt hoodie um, and maybe like a crew neck. And that was it. And I was just like, why can't I just get like a whole fit? I want a whole fit. I don't want to have to go. I don't want stuff to be mismatched. I want to have to, I want to go to one place. That's going to have all, all the things that I need. Um, and so that's what kind of inspired that too, is also, I didn't see any other Christian brands having like a whole set. And if they did again, the design wasn't minimal to the way that I liked it. So that's pretty much what inspired that like loungewear idea.
1: That's so and you mentioned something um, between customers, you know. Um, customers wearing a hoodie so how do you balance the pressure of what customers want and what you kind of envision with a brand I'm sure there could be like a conflict at times
0: yeah that's like that's 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 just business like that happens all the time like there's people who are always telling me like, come out with this, come out with this. And I'm just like, but the brand has like a certain direction that it's trying to go in. But ultimately what I always tell people is the customer comes first. If there's somebody that's telling you they want something, you literally just, if it's not too far out, you should probably do it. Like obviously if somebody said they wanted it, let's see something that's like completely different. I don't know. Like they wanted me to come out with food or something, something that's like far out. Obviously I'm not going to do that, but if it's something along the lines of what I do and you know, that somebody's going to put money into it, especially if it's existing customers, which is what I did. I did a survey to people who already purchased. If those people who already put money into your business are telling you to do something, you literally have to do it or you run the risk of losing your customer base in the future. So you just have to make decisions. Um, based off of what you know is going to sell and if somebody's saying hey if you put out a hoodie I would buy it you need to put out that hoodie so they can buy it um so it's just a matter of you know letting go of some of your pride and and just listening to people that's really what it is because sometimes you're like well I want to do this and I'm just like well what is what I'm going to do going to sell because at the end of the day it's a business and it's also nice because you have that relationship with your customers and people like to feel like they are a part of the brand which is why bond and seek is very like community-based people you know dm me I, i do prayer requests people write me their husband cheated their husband this and i'm constantly praying for people and people feel comfortable because it's not just a clothing brand it's a community of us and they feel like whatever i come out with they feel like their voices are heard they're like oh you, t- I told you to do the mustard hoodie dress. Like you came out with it, and I'm just like, yeah, I listen to you. <laughs> like, so that's what makes it so much different. Um, so sometimes, although I have an idea, I don't always go go with it because the brand is truly set apart and it's a reflection of Christ in, in every way. To be honest.
1: Okay. Do you ever draw like a line between you know what um, a couple of may want?
0: Yeah, like um, I. You're saying, do I draw a line between what people want? Yeah. Is there ever a line? Um, yeah. Sometimes, like, sometimes, if if it's something that I feel like doesn't make sense. Like, for example, I know people wanted me to do, like, scriptures on the shirt um, or on the sweat- sweaters or whatever, and I always said I would never do the scripture unless it said the whole entire scripture. Because if you're putting, like, John 3.16, for example, on a shirt, and you're out at the supermarket and somebody reads it, they're not going to know what it is unless they're another believer. Um, and I feel like it becomes a little bit clickish because it's like, <laughs> the only people who understand it are people who know the scripture. The only way I would do that is if I wrote out the whole scripture after I said the verse, because that's the only way that makes sense. Yeah. To me. Because if somebody who is is world in the world sees a, I don't know, like Proverbs 23, they're not going to know what that is. That's only for people who grew up in church or people who know scripture. And the whole point of also having these little sayings and stuff on the shirts and on the pieces is so that people can spread the gospel and it can spark conversation. So for example, when I wear my Pray, Seek, Repeat sweatshirt, I go to Walmart, Walmart people are always like, oh, that's amazing, yeah, Pray, Seek, Repeat. My sister wears her Pray About It things to the post office and people are like, oh, I need to go pray. Like. They can understand that at the basic level. If you show them a scripture, 1 Corinthians 5, 17, they're going to be like, what's that? Yes, you can then say that to them, but what if they are scared to talk to you? Sometimes people just read things, but they don't have to have a whole conversation either. So there are some things that I just won't do if, it, if I feel like it really doesn't make sense, like putting just a plain scripture with no context. Um, but it, it's little stuff like that. But most of the time, there's not much of a line depending on the amount of people that are it.
1: That's dope, that's dope.